So let's take that breath, that beautiful breath of love and gratitude and be so grateful and thankful that our life is the life of pure spirit. So grateful to be in a divine partnership with our own holiness. So grateful to come together for the purpose of receiving support and being better at offering support. We are grateful to come together to have clear realizations of truth. So grateful and so thankful to welcome the pure love of God shining in our heart and in our mind unobstructed. We share the benefits of our own healing and expansion with all beings because we are eternally one with them. In gratitude, we let it be, and so it is. Amen. Amen, amen. Yeah. So as always, I am open to all your questions, and I have a few things to share. Uh, so I think I'll just share a few things um, right away. Uh, I have been asked to do a, an online retreat for healing and recovery from sexual abuse, which I am doing. And that will be announced very shortly. Uh, I can um, just, I'll put a link to that page here in the chat and you can look at it. Uh, there you go. And um, Susie's participating in that. Elizabeth is participating in that. Paula, who's not here, I don't see her, uh, is participating in that. And then Kelly Hess, who's also part of that support group. So um, it's going to be three very full days online. And uh, I'm very excited to do this because I know that what I've been able to share with people about healing sexual abuse has helped them tremendously, tremendously, tremendously. And has anybody worked with clients um, besides Elizabeth and Susie? Has anybody worked with clients who have had have been sexually abused and that's what they're looking for support on? Yeah, some of you. Um, I can talk about that because it's it's very particular. I may have talked about it already but I can review some of that. Um, anybody have any questions about the retreat? It's the first weekend in April, three full days. Um, another thing I'd like to share with you is, uh, let's see. Like to share. Just looking for it. Uh, some business cards. I had it ready to go, and now I can't find it. Me uh, <laughs> one second. Some business cards. Uh, my business card, uh, and then also uh, 
Elizabeth had one that's very similar made. I um, I splurged on mine, uh, and it has some gold uh, parts to it, which is kind of nice. Um, look for that. Uh, why can't I find it? Jennifer, while you're doing that, can I just yes. announce the new days and times that we're going to have the community call? <clears throat> so um, I'll be sending out an email, and we're going to try this for March, April, and May, and then we're going to reassess because of the low turnouts in our community calls. So we're going to try... Um, the first Monday at 8.30 p.m. Eastern. And we're going to try, so it's going to be the first Mondays of the month at 8.30 p.m. Eastern. Um, and the fourth Saturdays of the month at 10 a.m. Eastern. Jennifer's classes, these classes will stay the same. And I'll be following up with an email soon to send out to all of you. Thank you very much. All right, I found it. So, um, so we can look at these two business cards. So this is mine, and this part is gold. Um, and then, and I put this saying that I have. Uh, and then this is Elizabeth, very similar. And so if you would like a business card such as this, what we can do is we can create the artwork for you and um, for a very nominal charge. And then uh, we can recommend places where you could have it printed online. And then you just upload it to the online service. They print the cards and send them to you. Pretty simple. We could also do the up uploading um, and do all of that, um, help you with that, make a little video how to do it. It's not hard. How did you do yours, Elizabeth? I got mine before uh, the weekend in Portsmouth, um, and I went to a FedEx uh, because that's what was there, and I needed them fast. Right. And so I got 500, and... Um, they're perfect. I, I love them. There you go. So, uh, yeah. And I would say just, just you, you're all familiar with uh, GJ, right? Pretty much. Yeah, just email GJ. So that's what you'd like to do. That I had talked about it in class. So, um, uh, and then the other thing is, don't forget, all you folks who said you were interested in having your own website, that uh, we, we can pick that up, you know, 
Have you all seen Lana's website? Amy and Susie, have you seen Lana? So, um, I can show you that. Uh. Also, Jennifer recently wrote out some tips. It's on the facilitator's website on how to um, for, for taking photos of yourself. So if you're interested in that and you're interested to look at that before you do your business cards, just let me know and I can send that to you as well. So this is Lana's site. Um, so we, we have these templates and the sites are $500 and then it's 15, which is a, a, a huge bargain, believe me. And the only reason we can do that for you is because we we have we got a bulk price. Um, and um, so you, you can see here. Now, uh, one thing I'll just say is I have suggested to Lana that she not have a picture of herself with her husband because they're not doing counseling together. I think it's confusing. And um, she could still have a picture of her and her husband. It's a great shot of the two of them. But I would say put that on your about page, not on your home page. Or put it in a different place. Um, so she she picked, uh, if I remember correctly, she picked font. She picked this artwork, what she wanted to say here. Um, and um, so those are, you know, you can really kind of customize it. Um, and make it your colors, and then she has her uh, about page here. My internet's very slow right now. So, oh, who's that pretty lady? Um, that that was in Greece. I know exactly where that was. Um, and so she she wrote this copy, and. I'm thinking that's the sun, but I don't know for sure. That's of course very not. I don't know who that is. Um, uh, and so then on the services page here, it's offering her services, which for her is uh, a testimonial and things like that. Oh, she didn't actually. So most people would put on this services page what it is that they're offering. Um, and I think it's great to offer testimonials to each other. Why not? I'd rather have a testimonial from another counselor. You know, yeah, I think that's really valuable. The counselors are perhaps more different. So uh, you can see we've got more testimonials down here. And that's the content page. And then when you, you click 
there's a little section here, which is here. Again, my internet is slow. So she's only offering 60-minute sessions. You can do whatever you like. I offer 30, 60, and 90. Um, for some people, it's financial. And for some people, it's time. So then you can see it looks like we've got times available here, here, here. And then people can book on this. Much like you use it for the um, uh, you use it for booking uh, the one I'm going to use. People can then her clients who are uh, doing a donation, uh, they can do it that way. Um, and it looks like she doesn't have a different way to pay, but she could. So this is how she's doing it. You can do it differently. So this is logging in here to PayPal. But she could have a set key if she wanted, like I do. So um, yeah, that's pretty much it. Anybody have any questions about uh, how about these sites? I just have a question about the cost. I missed what you said about that. Yeah, it's $500, approximately $500. There might there might be a few extra charges if you wanted to have it a bit fancier. Okay. But I believe that basic site is about $500. And then there's web maintenance, so there's it's backed up. And it's, um, there's uh, security on it. And different things like that, and that's uh, fifteen dollars a month okay. for maintenance. That's also hosting of the website. It has to be hosted somewhere. So all of that is fifteen dollars a month. Yeah. I know. Um, for me, our our websites are one of our biggest expenses. And um, but I I wish to I know most of you you don't want to spend. Thousand dollars on the website, you know. But I think if you were going to go out and build a site like this, you would you would definitely spend minimum twice that. But you could have a site that's simpler too, you know. And some people, their nephew can build it for them or something, you know. But um, we wanted to present a very professional, nice-looking, calming, congruent uh, website for each of you. So we. We spent the money to create the template. I think it's fantastic. Very, very professional. Yeah. It actually cost thousands of dollars to build the template. Yeah. So whenever you feel that you're you're ready to do that, just uh, just let us know. And then you can have testimonials and and things like that. And if you have a strong intention around it, it'll pay for itself pretty quickly. Yeah, and then you can put it on your business card as well. And, and then everything's matchy-matchy, which I think is nice. Any other questions about any of that, that kind of thing?
Oh, wow. What, what else would you like to talk about? Okay, I'll jump in. All right. Uh, so uh, I was counseling a client last night uh, who was uh, triggered by something that happened in her country, uh, a horrific thing, um, and it was domestic violence. And um, the the couple were, were separated, and uh, – uh, the father, uh, I, I don't know that I need to explain what he did, but it, it was horrible, and um, he killed uh, he killed himself and everyone. And and so she was very triggered by that. I, I don't have a lot of background in domestic violence, so I was just flying by the seat of my pants. Um, and um, so I kept returning to A Course in Miracles, and and how how that would uh, correct the thinking into right-minded thinking, and I um, I mostly just listened uh, very well at first uh, for for all the all the connections that were being made by the client to her own past and to how often that's happening in her country. And um, so it would be very helpful uh, to know uh, more of a resource for domestic violence that that I could I could study on my own uh, because domestic violence connects so much with healing sexual abuse from childhood or in later life, um, and and I know a lot about the abuse topic from my own past, my own history and my own recovery and, and my own therapy and, and, and stuff that I've done throughout my life. But domestic violence is um, is more of an unknown for me. Mm-hmm. But I'd love to have um, some resources to tap into on that topic. Yeah, I, I will have to get back to you on that. Okay. Yeah, because I, I, can, I can tell you I – other than uh, abusive parents to people when they were children, I have actually not, I don't think I've counseled one person who was in a domestic violence situation while they were in it. Um, and I... I just don't actually use psychological resources and things like that. I really go to spirit for everything. And I trust that people who are coming to me are coming to me to offer them spiritual guidance. Right. You know, and loving support. So what was your client feeling? And did your client come to you? What was their intention? In the session. Um, she's having repetitive thoughts and and um, 
and making meaning of all the thoughts. And and so I um, I suggested that uh, the repetitive thoughts are like um, a scratch in a record that makes the record repeat, repeat, repeat. So it's like a rut in the brain. And with focus and intention, we can get ourselves out of the rut in the brain by uh, putting in affirmations instead. So uh, when she uh, catches herself going round and round and round with those uh, repetitive thoughts, I suggested that she go round and round and round with holiness lessons and and, and that she write all those down and uh, that that is a, um, uh, a good standby for any time that she needs a positive thought, all the holiness lessons, there are 10 of them. I also referred her to Listen 39. My unloving thoughts about blank are keeping me in hell. My holiness is my salvation. I I, I just am um, I'm using that so much right now because we just did a few days ago Lesson 39. So I'm driving in the car and I'm doing that. I'm doing the dishes and I'm doing that. I'm in the bathtub and I'm doing that. I'm doing all kinds of things and I'm I'm um, I'm canceling out those unloving thoughts and giving them to the Holy Spirit actually. So I I think that helped and and so she she kind of was a little bit like a ping pong ball all over the place and and so in in crisis mode a little bit with her thinking. So so I was able to like calm the waters. And um, it was very beneficial. Uh, So I didn't know if there's any reference in A Course in Miracles. I do have a concordance, but I, I, you know, I was in a session, so I couldn't look it up right then, Um, about domestic violence. Um, uh, So I didn't didn't think that that was probably too likely. I, I know in the United States that there are resources for domestic violence. As a matter of fact, I, I went and, had an hour and a half session with two people in my in my local community about a week ago, in order to plug into that, and and so, um, but I don't know the resources. She was from Australia, and so I don't know the resources in in Australia. Um, so, um, I, I I I used a lot of A Course in Miracles, a lot of common sense, uh, a lot of uh, of calm talking well yeah and when someone's been is getting triggered into an old trauma it is very helpful for them to be able to talk about it and release it Um, yeah as you well know and so what was she feeling uh, I think it was a little bit panicky, um, uh, uh, a lot of anxiety, um, a, a lot of connections with things that, that she's not able to control. And, and, and so I kept pointing out um, to circle them in light, circle them in white neon. And then give that little bundle to Holy Spirit and put it on the altar. And don't take it back. If you find yourself taking it back, do it again. Circle in light. Uh, and give it to the Holy Spirit and put it on the altar. And and, and keep doing that. And um, 
and pay attention uh, with your focus and intention of uh, correcting it in your own mind and replace it with something uh, that is possible, that's positive. What were the thoughts she was thinking? Well, uh, she had a situation um, who with a, a man who's the father of her child, and um, and and so she was making a lot of connections with uh, um, men who are um, uh, what's the word? Um, President Trump is very egomaniacal, but he's also he's a bully. Uh, he's a bully. Uh, um, M word. Um, Misogynist. Uh, not well. He is that too, but um, he is um, macho. Uh, no, macho. Uh, it's personality disorder. I'm, gonna, I'm just going to stick it in here. He appears to be these things. He's not these. Things. That's, that's not a Trump supporter, but I'm just going to be clear with Wayne. That that's exactly right. It's a personality disorder, so it, it's not um, a borderline personality disorder. It is... Uh, okay. Yeah. He's a psychopath? Hmm? He's a psychopath? Oh, uh, he he appears to be that as well, but, but it's uh, uh, the one that focuses on... Uh, uh, it doesn't matter. I'm just trying to get to what are her thoughts. Uh, she was connecting the, the, the gentleman who had done the act toward his family with the gentleman who is the father of her child and, and the whole story. And um, that, that the gentleman who committed the act had said to someone... His girlfriend did X, Y, or Z. He would kill her, and then he then later in life did kill the mother of his children and the children. So here's the thing, right? We're 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 upset by the thoughts we're thinking. Yeah, we're upset by our beliefs, right? Yeah. Um. And that's why I'm trying to figure out what were her thoughts. Did, did you ask her what she was thinking? Yes. It, she, she, she was just thinking fear thoughts, a lot of fear for herself, her child, uh, for, for the man's wife. Uh, and, you know, so just fear, 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 anxiety, anxiety, anxiety. It was very circular. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, did you get to any kind of foundational belief? Um, well, she didn't state it this way, but but that men are not safe, mm-hmm. and 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 of course that's not true. That's a limiting belief. So uh, she has attracted men who are emotionally unavailable, emotionally unattainable, uh, physically unavailable, physically unattainable, um, and and that's a, a familial pattern. 
Meaning that's the pattern of her parents? Yes. So, when it, what it feels like to me is that she's got these beliefs, she sees this, it's this thing on the news, yeah. it confirms her belief, it triggers her belief that she's not safe, her child's not safe, men are not safe, and... But it, it, it's also very much triggering her judgment. Right. So that's where she's to work. The forgiving her own judgment. That's the thing that's going to give her the greatest relief. And so one way to help her into that is to just say... So establish what is it she's thinking and believing to the best of our ability. Sometimes it's really tricky, you know, because people's beliefs are, um, they're not really able to say what they think and believe. Right. It's really challenging for some people. So we do the best we can to illuminate what are they actually believing and thinking. And, of course, their thoughts, are going to match their beliefs. It's not the other way around. First there's the belief, and then there's the thoughts, right? That's the progression right. in the divine alarm clock. And then when you, and so that's the next thing that's so super important, and why I also originally called this Finding Freedom Spiritual Counseling Program, because that divine alarm clock is really in many ways the cornerstone of what we're doing. Uh, in terms of just understanding what it is that's upsetting people and how our thought processes work. So first we have uh, experiences that cause us to make decisions about life, about ourselves, and then those decisions become our belief system. So you've all heard me, I often will give the example of Someone is bitten by a dog when they're three years old. Now dogs are bad. Dogs are scary. Dogs are evil. Dogs are not safe. Empirically, it's not true about all dogs, but it is true about some dogs. But if someone now has a dog phobia, that's their belief, and their thoughts are going to match that. They're literally going to attract into their awareness and only see the thoughts that are congruent with our beliefs, right? So if someone believes that men are not safe, that strong men are bullies and they're psychopaths and, you know, these kinds of things, then even if you have a 100 men and it's only true about one of them, you will, if you believe it, you, you will find ways to find the evidence about all the other 99 men. If you want to, you know, and that's what most people who are identified with the ego do. They want to prove their belief. Yeah. So they will put, they will, that's what we all do. We are constantly proving our belief. Not that our beliefs are true, but that we believe them, right? That's the thing. So that's why helping people to see that these thoughts that they're thinking don't mean anything. Because they're just beliefs. 
and they're predicated on things that aren't actually true. They're predicated on their interpretation of what happened. And our interpretations are not true. So helping them to see that, and then the way out in the real healing is to forgive ourselves for having believed things that weren't true, for having tortured ourselves with things that aren't true, for punishing others for things that aren't true, for manifesting a craft storm because we believed things that weren't true. There's most of us, not all of us, but most of us with some of our most challenging experiences, we can, if you can break it down into slow motion photography, you can actually get people, and, and of course you can't do that, but you can get people to really get in there in those little gaps of thinking between the thought appears in their head and they make a choice, right? That get in the gap that I talk about, right? So uh, that people can begin to see. Like I've, I've, uh, I've done that with so many people where I'll say, can you remember, was there any kind of a moment where you saw you had a choice not to think they're bad, not to think you're bad. You saw that choice and you went with where you always go. Do you you see that there's a choice point there? And if they're willing, they'll see it. They may not have seen it in the past, but they'll see it when you break it down with them. And that's where their liberation lies, right? That they are choosing it. And when they can really get that they're choosing it, that life is not happening to them, it's happening by them, then it's, they can move towards liberation. But it's harder to move towards liberation if you're, you're not going to actually go that extra mile and forgive yourself for creating all this drama and trauma. Because mm-hmm. the ego-identified person just wants to blame it on other people. They want to be the victim. It's not their fault. They're, you know, it's not their fault. They're totally effed up, but it's still not their fault. (laughs) Yeah. 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 We we did discuss that a a little bit, you know, the higher perspective and and not continuing to be at the victim consciousness level. And, um, and, And so intellectually she has it, but not emotionally. And 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 so um, so so her her languaging told me that that she understood that she had created it. I think people get a big bang for the buck with the forgiveness letters, forgiving themselves for having interp- made all these interpretations. Yeah. Adopting the, these thought patterns. The thing that was so interesting about it is our Ascension Pathway class yesterday and people obsessing about finding something on the Internet. And, and she was right in that loop 
of uh, obsessing and and going to the internet and getting more information and you know almost like the infinity thing like you know round and round and round that way and um so i um i i talked to her about just pulling out of 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 that and catching herself and realizing that obsessing with seeing more videos more pictures more more dialogue about it uh, was not going to be helpful, and 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 to just stop. But and did she explain what was motivating that? No, it, it was like a, an obsession. Okay, so just just tune in here. Mm-hmm. Just go within. Okay. And ask the question: What was that behavior for? Self-protection. Say more. Um, a self-defense mechanism in order to make sure that it doesn't happen to her. Yeah. Anybody else want to add to that? Uh, Susie, then Linda. Um, <clears throat> I just came uh, off of my own activation session and you know my background so I won't go into any of that but um, what I got to because I came on the call realizing I couldn't get to the you know the succinct sentence so I needed help and so I, I let that be known right up front what I got to was that um, I wanted to believe my belief that I had to protect myself and um, I couldn't, literally couldn't stop crying when I got to that. I just sobbed and sobbed. Um, so I just wonder if that's the true for all of us. We're just afraid to allow in the safe, that feeling of safety. Because I know I've kept it, you know, to protect myself. So just thought I'd add that. Yeah. Yep. Very good. I'm going to save my comments till we hear from Linda. So what I got was, and I've done this myself, so I, I understand it, is remaining in that loop, in that crazy loop, um, allows us to avoid taking responsibility and moving forward. Very good. Yeah, you're just in reaction. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And just allowing myself to remain in reaction, 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 because it's that it's that deep groove that we're used to, yeah. even though we know it's not a healthy place to be. That's where we're living in that moment, and it takes a little bit of effort uh, or a little bit of willingness to ask for help to be pulled out of that groove. Yeah, and it's um, so it's all of these things, and it, it is the the person who has experienced trauma. They they feel traumatized, uh, and the trauma, the unhealed trauma, is being triggered. It's coming up for healing, to be released, but it's not actually being released. It's just being re-experienced. 
That is a very common thing that people have. And I bet you most of us here can say, oh, yeah, I've experienced that in some area of our life where we just kept re-experiencing the trauma. It's kind of like uh, I, I've told the story. One time I was uh, swimming in Maui in the surf, and I got caught in the surf. It was like being caught in a washing machine. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like that. And by the way, people have had tremendous success in helping to release trauma with tapping. Yeah. And, and particularly PTSD. Lori? So it almost sounds like your client came to you thinking she was looking for a solution, and instead it was really about um, having her communicate what she was holding inside because she thought she wanted a solution, but what really would have served her would have been somehow being able to get that stuff out. Is that what you're saying, Jennifer? Like, rather than, like, I'm wondering, like, in, it almost sounds like the woman set up a dynamic where she um, was hoping to have a space where she would be told what to do, but what was really calling her to that space, like spirit was calling her to that space to communicate it. So there was this push-pull going on with her of wanting to circle the drain and wanting to talk about it, but wanting to circle the drain and wanting to talk about it. And um, I don't know if what I'm saying is making sense or what I'm asking, but um, it almost sounds like she wanted to jump to a solution before she actually was able to say what was really going on for her. If if what you're saying makes sense, and I think that's how most people are. They want to jump to the solution. Um, they, They have enough familiarity with what is going on for them, and um, and it's actually easier to work with someone who doesn't need to intellectually comprehend it all, you know, because they just want to move past it, uh, which is good. And in my experience working with the Holy Spirit, we really can move past it, but not until we're willing to release our attachment to the meaning we made of it, right? So she would like to no longer be in these trauma triggers and get into these spin cycles, right? She would like to be released from that, but she's not yet ready, no judgment, but she's not yet ready to release her opinions about these particular men and perhaps men in general. Does that sound accurate? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So she can't, you know, um, I talked about this, um, in my podcast this week that we're actually upset with other people blaming them for the, the things that they're doing and that they're upsetting us. But it's 100% our projection on them. We're actually not upset about them 
we're upset about ourselves and projecting it onto them. And I, I really think that one of the only ways that we can comprehend that is to take into account uh, past incarnations. And that's how it makes sense to me. I, I think if we just look at this life, unique lifetime, it doesn't make sense to the surface mind, can't comprehend it. So just somehow, some way, she is being traumatized by her own feelings about herself and projecting them onto men. And if you break it down, if you drill down, uh, and I don't know that it doesn't feel like she's ready for that, but if you drill down into it, you could probably say to her, these, all these thoughts that you have about these men and men in general, um, these are really attack thoughts, really strong attack thoughts mm -hmm. and blame thoughts. And um, you, you would like to have permission from the universe to hold on to them and keep bludgeoning yourself and other men with, with them scot-free because you've seen some men behave that way. But that doesn't serve you or the universe. So you have to be willing to change your mind about that. And that's, you know, that's not right away sometimes. You have to really follow spirit's guidance. You can't ever do this from an intellectual perspective. It just, you've got to follow spirit's guidance. Because otherwise you push people too soon or you wait too long and so it's, uh, we have to follow, that's why we have to be free of our own judgments. And, um, and it's challenging sometimes to work with people who have been uh, really traumatized and they're very emotional, right? Crying and sobbing and yelling sometimes and stuff. It can be, you, you have to be a clean, clear space for that. But spirit is probably not going to send you, <laughs> I mean, not... I say probably. I was kind of being a little facetious there. But spirit is definitely not going to send you a client that you cannot help. And that client's going to help you too. Exactly. And, uh, the word that I couldn't think of was not an M word. It was narcissistic. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, go ahead. Susie, can you remind me what you had shared? I want to go back to that. Um, yes, I, <clears throat> I got my, I had my activation session today and I knew going into it, I hadn't narrowed it down. <laughs> so I got help with that, just letting me talk to somebody and I don't know how I would have done it on my own actually. And what I got was I wanted to release, um, the belief that I have, that I have to protect myself. Because that's, yeah, that I have, that I'm the one who has to protect myself, that I am not protected, that I'm not safe. And I have believed that I'm the one who's supposed to do all of that. And it has definitely um, affected every area of my life. Uh, so when I got to it, which I had not thought of it before then, I just, the truth was so overwhelmingly true about that for me that I just, 
I, I released, I, I hadn't had a cry like that in I don't know how long. Uh, it was not a bad cry. Uh, it wasn't, you know, it was just a relief. And I, I just had this feeling that I wonder if we all have that, you know, because we're, my goal is to be 100% connected with spirit, with Jesus, and leaning on Jesus all day long and not thinking, not, not that I'm not thinking, but everything's handed over to spirit and what was blocking that. So what was blocking that is like I feel like I have to figure everything out and protect myself. And, and even from protect myself from love, which was really kind of an insane realization. But I think that was what I, you know, ultimately probably what I'm protecting myself from. And, yeah. Yeah, I, 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 I think it's such an important point what you're making. Uh, everyone who's ego-identified believes they have to protect themselves. Everyone. And we're all ego identified, including me. You know, I, I, I'm I'm not fully awake yet. You know, I am awakening. So I see how I'm ego identified every day, many times a day. I see it. Right. So when we're ego identified, we think we have to look out for ourselves all the time. That there is no force in the universe that's carefully planning everything for our good carefully, gently, sweetly, beautifully uh, planning everything. You know, the way uh, your, your mother and your grandmother would plan for your wedding, you know, if, if they adored you and just, you know, always putting away things for that and looking forward to it and, and preparing just beautiful little aspects for you to enjoy. Now, that's how spirit is. Oh, just constantly um, paving the way for our awakening and our, our return home in our mind and the realization that we never left. And so uh, it is because we make these things up and hurt ourselves with them that we don't feel safe. We're the ones that are making an unsafe world. When we think it's okay to harbor attack thoughts, then it's an unsafe world. So we have to protect ourselves. And so this can produce tremendous amounts of anxiety. You know? So someone like Elizabeth is talking about, someone like you, Susie, who's been through what you've been through, which is, you know, you have been through huge amounts of trauma, huge. It, um, it, 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 it's, you can help so many people by doing the work you're doing. Yeah. And all of us. And that's why I do this, because it, 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 it takes a lot of help. It takes a village. It takes a lot of help. It takes a lot of willingness. It takes a lot of stamina and fortitude. And it, and it takes that inner realization of the spark of our divinity is still alive 
and that we can reclaim our true identity. So to me, anybody who is willing to do this work is such a blessing, and that's why I've dedicated my life to, to helping us do this. It just, I can't think of anything I could do that would be more productive than this. And for me, that's my thing, is I, I like to be productive. <laughs> you know, I like to uh, feel that ever-lightening of my consciousness and to be able to support other people who feel helpless and hopeless, like I used to, feel recognize that's actually not true. It's just a feeling. It's just a feeling based on the way I'm thinking about it. So... Um, that's what Susie is talking about there, Elizabeth. That's a big part of what your client is experiencing, right? So that, that feeling that her world is not safe, is very unsafe, that she can be attacked in many different ways at any moment, which is why the sudden, you know, um, massacre of a family is so traumatizing to her because that's a very real thing for her all the time. Mm -hmm. Like that is just uh, one choice away in her, her mind. Right. It's that close to her experience. And so um, People who feel very traumatized like that, their world can get very black and white. You're for me, you're against me. It's safe, it's not safe. And there's no gray areas. Because they need to be able to make those decisions for their safety. There's no trust. Trust is a luxury in that mindset. But the person you're talking about has tremendous willingness. Tremendous. So, so those are the key things um, with, with, in a situation like that. What are the thoughts? Just, I often will say to a client, just tell me what are the thoughts you're thinking as relates to this. Just give me a thought dump, you know. Give me... You know, what else are you thinking? 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 Because a lot of times they don't really know. They're, they're not conscious of all the thoughts that they're thinking. Mm -hmm. So you have to kind of drill down into it, you know. And that's always a good uh, strategy with clients. So what else are you thinking? Any other thoughts that come up for you about that? You know, and they'll say some more. And then, you know, what else? Anything else? You know, you can keep saying it till they get annoyed even, you know. It's like, okay, so then how are you feeling? You know, it's, not everybody can tell you how they feel. They'll just keep telling you what they think. But um, if they can start to say what they're feeling, then you can help them realize that those feelings are the result of their thinking. And by what they're thinking, you can tell what their beliefs are. 
And then you could say, so it sounds like this is the belief. Does that feel true to you? And then you can help them see that if they could heal that belief, they wouldn't have any of those thoughts. And if they didn't have any of those thoughts, they wouldn't have that belief. I mean, that, that feeling. If they didn't have the thoughts, they wouldn't have the feeling. So let's just go right to the belief and get rid of that belief. And I'm 100% convinced that the fastest way is to really give it to the Holy Spirit and to forgive ourselves for believing it. Because people have built their life structures around it. Because of that belief, they didn't go to college. Because of that belief, they didn't go on any vacations. Because of that belief, they married that person. Because of that belief, they raised their children that way. Because they had that belief, they lived in this neighborhood. Because of that belief, they lost their job. You know, they've got huge amounts of their life that are predicated on those beliefs. And if that belief isn't true, they've wasted their life. They've made themselves miserable for no reason at all. And that is terrifying. They will avoid that, Phil. Thank you. Um, I guess this is more like uh, I'm trying to make sense of all that you're saying. And Uh so this is more like a, a clarifying question maybe. Oh, so just the way I'm understanding it is so, oh, for example, if I, if I feel that or if I'm believing that I have to protect my family, <laughs> okay, and if that is my constant thought, it will show in my reality. I mean, that is what is going to show me wherein I feel Oh, I have to be on top of this. I have to protect them. And then I am, it's, it's all coming from that, uh, the ego, where the ego feels it is in charge and it has to protect everything. So then, you know, I have to constantly be on top of it to fix it versus depending on the spirit to show me the way. Is that what you're trying to say? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, okay. that's definitely one of the things that are true. Yeah. Absolutely. That if you believe something, you will see it in the world, and you will think, unless you're conscious, you will think that what you see proves your belief. But it never proves your belief. It only proves that you have the belief. Yeah. And the other part of uh, or the other aspect of it if I am praying if my prayer is that I really want to trust in God so these are the things that will happen so that I can really trust in God is that so or that is something different well I I got stuck for a second there Phil on I'm praying that I want to trust God Yes. Because I I want to trust. Yes. Sorry. Yeah, well, I want to say that 
because when you when you said that, I thought I, what you would pray is, I pray that I am trusting God. I pray that I'm willing to trust God. I pray that I trust God um, and that I can trust God, not that I want to. Yeah. Or, or I, I guess um, I want to, or I'm willing to deepen my trust in God. And then this situation shows up where I can, uh, it is giving me an opportunity to deepen that trust versus uh, letting me get into that place of, you know, uh, almost the obsession, you know, oh, I need to fix this. this. This shouldn't be happening. I've been praying or I've been willing to trust God and this situation is showed up. So I have to get in overdrive so that, you know, this doesn't happen to my family. Something something to that effect. Yeah. It's, it's, uh, here's another way to, to look at it that everybody can relate to. You have a client who comes to you and says, I just would like to be more loving. Oh, my gosh. I would like to be really loving in my life. I, I so desire to be loving, right? And then they come back a month later and they say, my family is driving me crazy and my coworkers are driving me crazy. These people are acting like such morons and idiots, and they're so difficult. They're such a pain in the ass. It's really, it's like unbelievable. They're all just, you know, so, so difficult. I, I, you know, I'm starting to think, I could get rid of some of these people. These people, you know, they're untenable. It's, I just can't even relate to them. I, I think I've changed so much and grown so much spiritually. I just, I can't deal with these people who are so bitter and angry and, and so attacking. It's just ridiculous. And then you, 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 take, they, you let them finish and then you say to them, now, weren't you the one who was here a month ago saying that you'd like to be so loving and so compassionate, and that was your goal? And they go, yeah. And they're like, so here's your opportunity. You asked for it. How, how do you think you're going to build any muscle if you never lift any weight? Are you kidding me? They heard your cry. They're answering it. Where's your commitment? <laughs> right? So that's, that's how life is. We say we'd like to do something, and the universe says, you bet, here you go. Perfect opportunity. And it doesn't matter if we say we, we'd like to stop being impatient or we'd like to start being more compassionate. Same thing. So, and, and that's part of what's happening with Elizabeth's clients as well. She ha she is dedicated. She does really, it, she is making this shift. And so this is helping her. But she's got to see the wisdom of forgiving herself for holding all these attack thoughts. You know, of course, miracles is also very clear that when we think that we're being attacked and threatened, the only thing that is happening, the only thing that is happening 
is we are looking for a justification for our attack thoughts. We're just looking for a justification for our attack thoughts. And that is, is that takes willingness to, to admit that. You know, because most people are going to say, yeah, but come on, look what they're doing. Like, but your thoughts about it are you're just looking for a justification to say, look what they're doing. They're so wrong. And the minute you don't need to keep doing that all the time, these things will stop happening. Yeah. It's those, I'm going to wrap this up here because we're over time. It's those uh, Homer Simpson moments. Don't. Ah. And the other one I always think of, of, of uh, I, I haven't watched a lot of The Simpsons, but I watched a bunch of them back in the 90s because I, I wrote a spec script for The Simpsons when I was in film school. And um, so there was one episode that Homer went to the Quickie Mart. Do you all know The Simpsons? I haven't watched it since the 90s, but I, that, I watched 100 episodes then, and it was very funny. Um, so he goes to the Quickie Mart, and Apu is having a sale on uh, expired meat, right? Expired sandwich meats and things like that. He's having a 50% off sale. So Homer's like, oh, my God, cheap meat. So he buys all this expired meat. And um, so he's sitting in front of the television, eating the meat and drinking the beer. And as he's doing that, he's getting sick and then sicker and sicker. And he's like, ah. And he's, he says, must finish meat. Ugh. And then the next thing is, he's going in an ambulance to the hospital. And I just think that is so classic, you know, must finish meat. <laughs> you know, gotta complete the thing that's hurting me. <sighs> you know, and that's what it is with our attack thoughts about other people. Just gotta get these few points in about how right I am about how wrong they are. It's so tempting. It's so tempting. But it is just, it is that uh, washing machine. The washing machine that doesn't wash you. Because there's no rinse cycle. So you're just floating in the dirty water. Being spun around. Is that helpful to you, Elizabeth? It does indeed. I, I, I think I did uh, pretty well ballparking it. Um, and, and so, yeah, there's always more. Yeah, but that's the basic process is really to work with that divine alarm clock. And um, you folks should all have permanent access to the Finding Freedom curriculum, you know, once you, once you complete your requirements and, you know, all of that. So, um, so you can always go back and watch those videos. Or if they don't have that, let's make sure they do. 
they don't. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Cool. You, you might find it helpful to go back to some of those videos and rewatch them. All right. Um, yeah, and Araba, what Linda said, that's that's the thing right there. Is I wrote that. Oh, Araba's gone. I wrote that script. So, yeah. Also, my thought I had, I'm going to reach out to Araba, but my thought I had was that that person that she was working with might be very resistant to visioning. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and I would say give them another chance. And they can for sure bring it up in class. They'd be happy to talk about it in class. It's never come up before, so. So grateful, so thankful for the infinite love, the pure wisdom and intelligence, the dynamic goodness that is ours now and forevermore. So grateful and so thankful to open our hearts and minds to the free flow of love and to align with the Holy Spirit that we are so willing to think only the thoughts we think with God. We are so grateful to allow ourselves to relinquish all blocks to love and to stand in the light of truth now and forevermore. We are grateful to be of service to our clients and we are grateful to receive love and support from everywhere in the universe. <clears throat> so grateful and thankful to walk this talk of love. So grateful and so thankful for our healing and the opportunity to share the benefits with everyone that we have in every moment. In gratitude, we let it be, and so it is. Amen. 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 Thank you. Love to all. Thank you. Thank you. It's good to see everyone. It is, isn't it? Yeah.